listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates sarah golseth out today don't worry she'll be back with us soon thanks to concordia university wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour find out more about concordia university wisconsin at cuw.edu live uncommon joining me today the reverend christian teves he is serving the lord in germany looking forward to learning about how the lord has given you to serve pastor teves thanks so much for being our guest it's my pleasure andy great to be here so tell us about how the Lord has brought you to uh, your service in Germany. Well, it's actually a homecoming of sorts because hmm. I am I'm German-American. I was born in Germany and uh, spent half of my life in Germany and half of my life in the U.S. It's literally <laughs> right down the middle. And uh, to make it even more maybe different, um, I did not hear the gospel until I was 40 years old. That was 24 years ago. And uh, having grown up in Germany, uh, which, as you know, is a, is a, sadly, a very post-Christian society, um, I never, I, I did, I literally didn't know any Christians. I, I didn't, I'd never heard of, I mean, I've heard of them, but I didn't know any. Um, I, I, I didn't know anything. I, I was baptized as an infant, then was dragged kicking and screaming into confirmation class at the age of 17, already a few years too late. And, uh, and I did my best, quote unquote, to run away from Jesus until about the age of 40. And uh, at that point, I had moved back to the States. And um, my wife and I, also German, by the way, um, walked into an LCMS church in Texas. And there I heard the gospel for the very first time. And uh, it literally uh, spoke to my heart because as, a, uh, as an unbeliever and as a, um, as, an, as, a, as a non-Christian, I had caused much pain in the lives of people around me. And um, in the gospel uh, proclamation that evening at that church, I heard for the very first time that um, Jesus Christ died because of your sins. The pastor said, Jesus Christ died um, for you and for your divorce, and he forgives you. And Jesus Christ died on the cross and forgives you for the fact that you walked away from your children, from your first marriage. And all of these things were true. And it blew me away. And um, there was actually an opportunity that, that evening to go down to the altar and pray with the pastor and thank Jesus uh, for what he has done for us. And um, I wanted to go down. My wife did not want to go down, but she was gracious and she accompanied me down. And I knelt there and the pastor placed his hands over me and I bawled like a baby for 20 minutes. And this was at the age of 40. And um, we went home and and I said, what was that? I have no idea what that was. And I actually told a neighbor about this experience the next day. And she said she was, um, well, very taken by it. And she said, Chris, will this, will this change your life? And I said, I don't have the slightest idea, but I know I've never experienced anything like that. 
So fast forward, um, my wife and I became very active in that church over time. Um, uh, after several years of, of teaching children's church, um, then they, they called me to serve as an elder. Then um, I served as a director of small groups at that church. We had uh, about 1,100 people in small groups at, at, at within a week or two. And um, so after about seven or eight years of, of that, um, one evening I, I called that same pastor and I said, listen, um, I'm, I'm thinking of maybe going to the seminary. Um, Jesus has completely changed my life around. And I, I had, I guess recently I had read um, Matthew 25, the, the parable of the talents. And I said, I have, I have, I grew up in Germany. I have a, a, all kinds of um, skills the Lord has given me that would work very, very well uh, for a pastor. And do you think I should go to the seminary? And he said, that is the best thing I've heard in a long time. Go, we will support you. We will help you and do that. Serve the Lord in that way. So I did that, went to um, the same, same place you are right now, uh, St. Louis, and um, went to the seminary. Um, was sent to Tulsa, Oklahoma. That was my first congregation there, Grace Lutheran, and uh, served there. I've been a pastor now for for 12 years, but I had always thought that I would like to return to my German fatherland and share the gospel with, with the people who are today um, still in the dark, just as I was for 40 years. And especially if you listen to the fact that that 92% of Germans today, or I should say people living in Germany today, because there are many others besides Germans, 92% of the people living here in Germany um, do not have an active faith. That means at, at best they are C and E Christians, Christmas and Easter, they go twice a year, at best. And many of them don't have anything to do with anything. And so I thought, I would. I, I always wanted to go back and and basically go full circle and share the gospel with them. And uh, last year, I contacted the Office of International Mission, also in that same building, International Center, and I said, "Listen, when I retire in I don't know three or four years or so, uh, I wouldn't mind going to Germany as a missionary, um, and I'd like to get the ball rolling now." And um, they said, Chris, we, we know you. We know who you are. Uh, that's a great thing, but don't wait three or four years. We need you now. We need you now. And uh, so less than I would, nine months, I think, after contacting them, they gave me a call to go to Germany. And that's where I sit today. And in what ways have you been given to serve in Germany, I mean, what a story! First of all, I, I should say that was quite a story leading up to uh, where you've been given to serve, and and um, certainly what a testimony to how the Lord uses um, His Word to to bring about change in our hearts and to to bring you where He was giving you to serve. And so, t tell us more about uh, the ways that you're given to serve there in Germany. Yes, uh, there are actually um, I have several <laughs> several tasks here. My current task is I'm in, in Kaiserslautern, which is in 
southwestern Germany, and I'm serving as a vacancy pastor for Kaiserslautern Evangelical Lutheran Church, which is a church of almost all American military, uh, right next to Ramstein Air Base, which is one of the largest U.S. Air Force air bases on the planet. And uh, there are many other U.S. installations around here, Army as well. And so I'm serving this congregation here until the permanent pastor comes sometime in, in October. So, but while that is going on, um, my next assignment after this vacancy will be to, to do mission work with migrants from Iran and Afghanistan, migrants to Germany. And there are some 250,000 Persian-speaking migrants in Germany, and uh, most of them are in Hamburg. So I will be sent to Hamburg as of October, and uh, right now I am studying Persian, and it is an uphill battle, but the Lord is pushing me up the hill. And uh, after German and Latin and Greek and Hebrew, um, Persian is giving me a run for my money, Andy, I will tell you, but it's, it's all good. It's all good. So that is my, my second task. And then the third task, which is already very lively, I have been called to serve on the faculty of Riga Luther Academy, which is a Lutheran online seminary in Riga, Latvia. So in, north, in the northeastern Baltic region, one of the new Baltic states. And um, so I will head up the the practical uh, theology department. And um, come this winter, I will be teaching pastoral theology and uh, possibly other classes as well. But I will oversee the entire practical theology. And actually this week, together with a colleague of mine, um, also from the, from the seminary there, we have literally interviewed, uh, we're interviewing 10 prospective students that wish to, to attend uh, Luther Academy, either as pastoral candidates or as deaconesses. And just today, I had two, two interviews. We had two interviews with two men from, from Eastern Africa, a man from Romania, a man from Turkey, and then a lady in San Diego, California, who might be interested in in becoming a deaconess, who knows? So it is highly international, but uh, it is a wonderful, wonderful testimony. Just today, so we literally have people from so many different backgrounds, ethnicities, different regions on the planet, and it's a wonderful testimony that according to John 3.16 and many other um, passages, uh, God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. So he didn't, he didn't just love the Northern Europeans uh, with those Lutherans or the North Americans or any of that. Um, he loved people of every color and every stripe and every skin color. And I, I had a, a good smattering of those just today, talking to people of different skin colors in different regions and uh, all in love with Jesus and wanting to increase their knowledge of, of uh, the Christian faith. How would you say, with just about a minute, 
uh, before we go to break here, how would you say that your multicultural background has served you uh, while serving in this multicultural setting? Well, it's it's uh, it's preordained. I mean, it's predestined. Um, having grow, growing up in in two cultures, literally holding two passports, being at home in in two different countries, I can very much relate to uh, to people who who are juggling several languages. And uh, this is a this is literally an international um, uh, task, and uh, the LCMS is doing an amazing job in in supporting missionaries and uh, seminaries literally all over the planet and uh, bringing the the love of, of Christ to so many in the process. We're learning more about the Lord's work in Germany from the Reverend Dr. Christian Teves, who serves there as a, an international worker. We have more to learn about from Pastor Teves in just a moment. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. Sarah Golseth is away today. We are going international. Today we're talking with Reverend Dr. Christian Teves, serving the Lord in Germany. Uh, Dr. Teves, you shared with us uh, your background and how the Lord has brought you to serve in Germany and uh, just the, the the very multicultural aspect of the ways that you're given to serve and the, the people you serve there. How have the challenges of the past year, particularly with the pandemic, um, what kinds of challenges have they presented for you and those you serve alongside with in the in international mission there? Well, there's a um, there are several common themes. We've we've all been afflicted by the pandemic, and I'm afraid that church attendance has gone down across the globe. Um, the good news is that we have taken some of our divine, or I should say, our church activities to the internet. The bad news is that we have taken some of our church activities to the internet because the good thing is we're able to reach shut-ins and those who have not been able to go to church in recent years, and so they have access, they can watch our services on the phone and so on. The bad news is that it seems that some people have become so accustomed to to virtual church, that they, it would seem, don't feel the desire to literally go into a building anymore because it's so convenient to do at home. Of course, as Lutherans, um, which uh, distinguishes us from, from many other denominations, is that we have the sacraments. We have baptism and we have the Lord's Supper. And you obviously can't take the Lord's Supper um, over Zoom or on, on uh, Facebook Live. So the people by default would actually have to come to church to receive the sacrament, which they need, because that is 
charging their their spiritual battery. But it's some of them at least are, I guess, still gripped with fear um, that they they even though so many people, especially in the United States, are already vaccinated, that they feel that they still cannot uh, cross that threshold, and because it, it they they might they might infect themselves in church even though they, they might infect themselves at Walmart too. And so fear is, is gripping some of our people and is, is keeping them away from, from the house of the Lord where, where we all need to be every week. Have you found there to be blessings that have come out of these challenges? Uh, how are the ways that you've been able to, how have you seen the Lord providing in the midst of these challenges? Well, um, as I said, it's it's kind of a double-edged sword with with the internet. Uh, one obvious huge benefit is just the the fact that we were able to interview five different people on three different continents today um, over Zoom. So two years ago, I mean a year ago, I didn't I didn't or a year and a half ago I didn't know about Zoom, and I guess many people didn't either. So we would have done it over the phone or or, or something. But so we're able to um, to reach out to people um, in two dimensionally, and 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 have good conversations over over Zoom and 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 similar media. But the thing is, Andy, we are we are incarnational people. Uh, we are we are we are made to be to be physical. That is why the Lord gives us uh, His gospel in water and bread and wine. And we need to be in the place where these, these gifts are dispensed. And if we retreat to a two-dimensional screen, we are, we are not taking full advantage of, of all the gifts that the Lord wants us to have. And that's, that's, that's very sad. So it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword. But um, the Lord is, is, is always with us. He, he promises us, us at the end of um, Matthew 28, he says, I will be with you always, even unto the end of the age. And so he is with us even uh, during these difficult times. And we know that the word of the Lord endures. The word of the Lord will never, will never die. It will always go on. But for this or that congregation, times are tough right now because people are not supporting their churches physically, maybe even not even uh, with, with their, their financial gifts. Um, the way they did before the pandemic. How can we learn about the the Lord's work? You shared that there, like, uh, there are three ways that you've been given to serve in Germany. How can we learn about all these different ways and and continue to stay on top of the the ways that God has given you to serve? Um, at Luther Academy and uh, the congregation and and. Uh, whatever future things might be happening for the, the Teves family. Yes. Well, the, the LCMS is very active. Um, all you have to do is go to the LCMS um, website, lcms.org, and um, international mission work is, is um, one of the tabs that you can choose. And right now we have, I think, like 106 missionary families, American missionary families deployed all around the globe. Uh, it's a very well done website. You can you can look at the regions. You can look at the names. They have pictures. They have bios. You can support the people. 
Um, so you can find out about um, the, uh, the various activities that the LCMS is doing worldwide because, and, and I can see this as I'm talking with all these different Lutherans in different nations, the LCMS is, is a so, so generous and the people of the LCMS are so generous and we're experiencing this ourselves as the Teves family. We are receiving love and outpouring of, of generosity from people all across America. Um, before we left here, like, like all missionaries, we had to do, uh, we did presentations in, in many, many states and um, the, the outpouring of love uh, of the people who were excited about um, those who would go out to share the gospel was absolutely huge, absolutely brilliant. And um, so we can be we can be very grateful that we have such such generous people in the LCMS and and around around America that uh, really appreciate the fact that um, the the word needs to be shared around the world and and the U.S. and the LCMS are very very actively and energetically doing this. So as far as some of the the, the challenges. For us as a family, uh, I can think of two challenges right now. One, um, right now I am physically separated from my family. They're in a different part of Germany because I am, um, I guess I'm kind of going to be sort of like the, a traveling Wilbury here. Uh, I was in Latvia a few weeks ago to visit the seminary. I'm going all over Germany. We, we work closely, or I work closely with the our sister church in Germany, the SELK, the Evangelical Lutheran Church of Germany. And um, I was in North Germany a few weeks ago and, and, uh, and preached and, and taught and so on at three different churches one weekend. So I'm traveling a lot. And so in order to provide stability um, for particularly our, our youngest child who is with us, she's 15 years old, um, that is why... My wife and Lula and, and our daughter, they are living with my in-laws. So that provides a, a, a center of, of stability for her. So that's the physical separation. That is, um, that's a little bit of a cross that we all have to bear now. And But the other one is that um, the Lillian, our daughter, um, she will start going to a German school this fall. And uh, they not only require one foreign language, but two foreign languages. And that is quite a burden um, and, and uh, <laughs> an uphill battle uh, for her as well to climb. And so um, I would ask that you would, you would pray for our family, especially for, for Lillian, because um, switching from actually from uh, first homeschooling in the States and then a Christian school, to a German school with two foreign languages, that is going to be, that is going to be difficult. And um, she needs um, all our help in, in our prayers. Anything else that you'd like for us to know about the Lord's work in Germany as we wrap up our time together today? Yes, well, um, it, is, it is quite ironic that the, the region that rediscovered the gospel um, Saxony, the region that sent CFW Walther and those Saxons to the United States um, going on 200 years ago. That region 
Eastern Germany today is the second most atheist region on the planet after North Korea. So Eastern Germany is, is it's almost devoid of Christianity. There are a few here and there and a few very, very small faithful churches, but by and large, it's, it's gone. Um, I have talked to people in, in Eastern Germany that walked into a church, saw a crucifix, and they literally said, what is that gymnast doing hanging on the bars there at the front of the church? No idea whatsoever. So Western Germany is not quite as bad, but it is still, um, again, a, a very post-Christian society. So um, let us continue to pray um, for Germany and support the missionaries working here because the land that, that rediscovered the gospel um, over 500 years ago is now in desperate need of, of the gospel. And that is why my colleagues and I, we are here and supported by the LCMS and by others around the world that we can, we can do our, what, what we can, the little bit we can do as, as humans um, to, to share the gospel with people who, uh, who need it so desperately as we all do and who are, um, at this time at least, uh, just as lost as, as I was up to the age of 40. Thanks be to God for you and for the Lord's work in Germany. Our guest today, the Reverend Dr. Christian Thieves, serving the Lord in Germany. Thank you so much for being my guest on the Coffee Hour today. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much, Andy. You've been listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.